Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. So it's late one night uh, on the German Coast Guard and there's a shift change happening and this young guy is coming in to do his job and he's getting his instructions from his officer and uh, it looks like he's ready to go for the night. And he settles down for his shift and he, um, he thinks, well, this is going to be easy. I'm sure not much is going to happen. And suddenly he hears this static coming through the radio and he's on alert and he thinks, okay, what do I do now? And as he's trying to figure out what, what comes next, he hears, Mayday, Mayday, we are sinking. And he's trying to figure out, where do, what do I do? Where's the button that I need to push? And he hears it again, Mayday, Mayday, we are sinking. And eventually he finds that button and he, he clicks it and he says, what are you sinking about? Well, this morning I want to ask you, what are you thinking about? What are the thoughts you think about when you think about yourself? What are the thoughts you think about when you think about your family, when you think about your workplace? What are the thoughts that you have when you think about money or when you think about your health? What are the thoughts that you have when you think about your relationship with God? Well, let me let you in on something, some house, uh, house secrets of ours. So sometimes every now and then it goes a little bit quiet in our house, all right? And uh, Ramon will say to me, um, Nat, are you okay? You're a little bit quiet. And my general response is, I'm fine. I'm just thinking. Well, note to all the men out there, when your wife says that to you, let your alert come up. Because when a wife or a woman is left to her own thoughts, it becomes a dangerous place. All right? Because you know what? You know what's happening in those moments when I tell him, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just thinking. Well, this is what I'm thinking. I'm often rehearsing thoughts of disappointment or thoughts of worry or thoughts of anxiety or thoughts of fear. And so, yes, I am doing a lot of thinking, but in actual fact, I'm doing a lot of sinking. You see, I want you for a moment to picture your thoughts as roads, all right? I want you to think of yourself traveling down that road and what is the destination that that thought brings you to? You know, maybe when you think about yourself, you think, man, you know what, I'm always just messing up. Well, that is potentially exactly where you're going to land up. Or when you think about your colleagues at work, you go, oh man, those guys, they irritate me so much. Well that's probably what's going to continue happening. You see, if we can take a step back and objectively think about this right now, ultimately we all want to have these thriving, healthy relationships. We all want to have this inner peace where we live from a place of contentment. We all want to have this relationship with God where we really trust Him. But we need to realize that our thoughts will take us to a specific destination. And so often we just allow our thoughts to randomly happen and then wonder why we land up where we land up. 
You see, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So what does the Bible have to say about this? The Bible has quite a bit to say about how our thoughts influence our lives. I want to read for you from Philippians 4, verses 8 to 9. It says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure, lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Can I just unpack that scripture for a sec? All right, it's telling us, choose these thoughts. Fix your mind on these thoughts. Why? Because when you practice them, when you do these things, keep putting them into practice, there is an outcome where the God of peace will be there with us, all right? Showing that our thoughts have got a strong influence on the direction that our lives are taking. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You see, our lives are moving in the, in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Lately, the world, our country, our homes, and possibly even our hearts have been in great turmoil. We've been taken, thing, taken through things that we never imagined we could have ever gone through. And it has produced thoughts in us that have brought us to certain places. And possibly for some of you, that place is a place of a crippling fear. Or for some of you, it's a place of just a deep anger or of anxiety or possibly even depression because of everything that's been going on around us and the thoughts that we have been rehearsing over and over and over again. Our thoughts or our lives are continuously moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. The life we have is often a reflection of the thoughts that we think. So now that I've painted this picture, I want to ask you, so what are we going to do about it? I think so often we passively sit back and we allow our thoughts to take us captive and pull us along to this place that we, we never intended on going. But I think we need to sit up and pay attention and decide what we are going to do. You see, we need to take action. We need to win this war that's going on in our mind. You see, the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it in abundance. But we have to make that choice. If you don't control your thoughts, your thoughts will control you. If you've grown up in church, you have heard this word before, renew. You've heard the statement, renew your mind. Now, I want to challenge you. Think of in what other spaces you hear that, all right? 
For me, I couldn't come up with much. I think it is something that we're exposed to in church where we hear about renew your mind, renew your mind. In Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what does renewed mean? When you renew something, you bring it back to its original condition of freshness or vigor. All right? I think of people who restore old things. There's all this effort that goes into it, this elbow grease, this work to get it back to its original, unique state. All right? Well, what is that original, unique state where it says that we need to renew our minds? Renew it to what? Well, in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16, it says, we have the mind of Christ. And so that means that this is what we need to continuously, daily, hourly, even minute by minute, choose to renew our minds to have that mind of Christ. So you say, okay, great. We know the scripture, uh, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, how do I do that? What do I do to renew my thoughts so that my life will move in the direction of my strongest thought and that thought being a good thought? How do I get there? Well, today I want to share with you four principles on how we can renew our minds, how we can change our thinking, to change our story, to change our lives. The first principle that I want to share with you this morning is the replacement principle. I want you to take a second and think about thoughts that you keep rehearsing. All right, be it about your family, about your work, about money, about yourself. I want you to quickly capture that thought, all right? Now, you need to take that thought and you need to put it through the truth test, all right? This is what the replacement principle is all about, is it's capturing our thoughts, defining them, and then putting them through the truth test and seeing if they pass. What is the truth test? Well, what does God's word say about what you're currently thinking? All right, because a lie is as powerful and as effective as the truth if you believe it. And so you need to take your thoughts and determine, is this truth or is this a lie? You see, that's why it's so important for us as Jesus followers to know his word, to be in his word, because his word shows us what is true about every situation in our lives, about every thought that we might have, and allows us to transform our mind and renew our mind with that truth. All right, so take that thought, put it through the truth test. All right, if it doesn't pass, we need to uproot it and replace it with truth so that that truth can grow, become that road that takes us to a destination that we want to get to. In the beginning, I, I spoke about this example of going, uh, when we think thoughts about ourselves, we think, man, uh, I always mess up. I'm such a failure at this. Well, using this replacement principle, I want you to think about this. Can't we possibly replace that statement with, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You created me. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Therefore, I am wonderful. I know that God who began a good work in me will bring it 
to completion. We need to create these declarations of truth to replace this lie that we've believed for so long. So principle number one is that replacement principle. Principle number two, rewire. I love science and I love the human body and I think it's the most incredible design. And there's so much research and scientific evidence and biblical evidence of how we are able to rewire the neural pathways in our brain. How do we do this? We've got to dig new trenches of truth, truth trenches that become these neural pathways within our brain. Does it come easy? No. Does anything come easy? Very rarely. I'm sure you've heard it said, mushrooms grow really quickly, but what's the value in a mushroom? All right. And so I thought of this example. So we have a four-year-old son at home, Zion, that many of you know, who absolutely loves to play the drums. So yes, we have drums at home, and yes, they're in our bedroom, only because we don't have space anywhere else, all right? So every day while we're getting ready, Zai is there practicing to play the drums, and it sounds something like this. Doof, 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 doof. Well, he is digging a trench in my brain with this beat, all right? But as he takes these beats and he practices these beats, when he turns on a song and he plays these beats to a song, it's the most incredible result for us, all right? But it's that practicing that brings us to the place of celebrating delightfully what he's achieved. But if he took just a useless beat, one that doesn't fit, and played that to a song, it just makes a disastrous noise. So what does it take? It takes practice, guys. How are we going to dig these trenches of truth inside of our minds? How are we going to create these new neural pathways? We're going to practice. You're going to have this thought, you know what? I always mess up. No, you're going to replace it. You're going to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You knit me together in my mother's womb. We're going to practice those thoughts. You know what we're even going to do? We're going to write them on pieces of paper. We're going to stick them on our, on our mirrors, on the kettle, on your computer screen, on your cell phone. These reminders of what is true. It's a choice. Are we going to choose to believe the lie? Rehearse the lie? Arrive at the destination of the lie? Or are we going to hold on to that truth? Rehearse that truth. Rehearse that truth. Rehearse that truth to end up at that destination of that abundant life that Jesus spoke about. So that second principle is the rewire principle. We are able to create new neural pathways in our brain. So I want to encourage you to do that. The third principle that I want to speak on this morning is the reframe principle. You see, we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we perceive it. You see, the Apostle Paul had a strategic plan to advance the gospel. He thought, let me go to Rome, because Rome is this incredible launch pad to spread the gospel all over the world. When Paul finally gets to Rome, he doesn't land up being able to address the government, he actually lands up in prison and waiting a possible execution. 
Paul prayed for an opportunity, but this opportunity was not happening. Paul's circumstances were out of his control, like circumstances are almost always out of our control. I think you've been where Paul was. You've thought, if I just get this degree, I will get that job. You got the degree, but you didn't get the job. You planned on being married by now, but you have not found Mr. or Mrs. Wright. Or you did find the right person, married them, and then everything went wrong. This is not the way life was supposed to be. You've been praying for years for your prodigal child, and God hasn't answered that prayer just yet. You see, Paul was in that same situation. Circumstances he did not want and could not control. He wrote to the church in Philippi about what was happening to him, and this is what he said. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me really sucks. I wanted to spread the good news through preaching to government officials, but that didn't happen. As a result of this hell I've been through, I've decided prayer doesn't work, and I'm never going back to church again. But that's not what Paul wrote. Could have been, but not. Remember, Paul couldn't control what happened to him, but he could control how he framed it. So here's actually what he wrote to the Philippians in Philippians 1 verses 12 to 14. I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Listen to how Paul reframed his situation. I had a plan, but God had a better plan. This is a whole different way to advance the gospel than what I was thinking. God has blessed me with prison guards who are chained to me. They have no choice but to listen to me tell them about Jesus. These soldiers have the ear of influential leaders. And get this, every eight hours they chain a new guard to me. And they think I'm the prisoner. Ha, God is moving. I can't wait to see what he does next. You see, you cannot control what happens to you, but you can control how you frame it. Principle number three, learn how to reframe our situations, change our perspective. All right. And our fourth principle, principle number four, is we need to learn to rejoice. You will change your, your perspective through prayer and praise. We've just come through a great series by Pastor Leonard Stone on how to get through stress and worry. And one of the points he spoke about is is choosing thankfulness, choosing praise. Doesn't come naturally. It's a choice that we make every day, not a feeling. It's a choice. He made the statement. He said, our thanksgiving strengthens our faith and our faith becomes the vehicle or the pathway or the road that takes us to our breakthrough. Our thanksgiving strengthens our faith and our faith becomes the vehicle or the pathway that takes us to 
our breakthrough. Ladies and gentlemen, we are instructed to renew our minds. But I want to plead with you today that we get good at this, that we practice this day in, day out, minute in, minute out, so that we fix our minds on what is true so that we can travel down that road, that thought road, to a place that God has intended us to go. How do we renew our minds? Through four principles. And what's really great is they all start with an R. The replacement principle, the rewire principle, the reframe principle, and the rejoice principle. These are some practical steps on how we can renew our minds daily. So to conclude this morning, I want to end with a question that I started with. What are you thinking about? Or maybe, what are you thinking about? You see, our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are the reflection of our thoughts. If we do not take our thoughts captive, they are going to take us as prisoners. People, we need to wage war in our minds. Like I said, the devil is out there to steal, kill, and destroy. He would like you to become a statistic of those who fell into anxiety because of what's happened in the world, those who fell into depression because of what happened in the world, those who lived in continuous fear. He would love for you to become that statistic. But we need to take action we need to renew our mind daily, hourly, by the minute. How do we do that? Well, four principles. And what's wonderful is they all start with an R. The replacement principle. We need to take our thoughts. We need to put them through that truth test. See what comes out. Because remember, a lie is as powerful as the truth if you believe it. The rewire principle. We have the ability to create new neural pathways in our brain. But what's it going to take? Is it just going to happen? No. Like that drumbeat, creating a trench in my brain. We need to practice. We need to practice. We need to practice. We have to rehearse those statements of truth, those declarations that we wrote down. We need to rehearse them. All right? Let them change the way we think, that new neural pathway. We need to practice. And sometimes we cannot control things that happen to us. So you know what? We need to reframe things, change our perspective. Like Paul, where things just didn't go his way, we need to hold on to the fact that we know that God will make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And then we need to rejoice. We need to position ourselves. We need to choose a life of thanksgiving. We need to choose a life of declaring who God is. We've got to turn our eyes up. We've got to look up. I want to read Philippians 4 verses 8 to 9 for you again. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me, then the God of peace, that end destination, will be with you. Guys and ladies, let's wage war. We can 
with God's help, change our thinking, change our story, change our life. Can I pray for you? Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you know us, Father God, even if we are not willing to acknowledge the dominant thoughts that go through our minds every day that are crippling us, Lord, you know them, Father God. Will you give us the confidence to, to acknowledge them, Lord, to, to put them on the, on the table, Father God, to push them through your truth test so that, Father God, we can have minds that are renewed, Father God. Lord, that we can have thought processes that lead us to a place of life and life in abundance because that is what your word has promised. So, Father God, I pray for everyone out there, Lord. I thank you, Father, that as we surrender this to you, you will walk this road with us, this road of transformation, this road of renewing. Thank you for the peace that it will bring. Thank you for the healing that it will bring. Thank you for the freedom that it will bring to people. So, Father God, we commit ourselves to you. We commit our thoughts to you. We commit our lives to you. And we pray this all in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I trust that as you put these principles into practice, that you'll experience a breakthrough. In fact, we would love to hear about your breakthrough. So please chat to us on all the platforms that are, are available. We'd love to celebrate that breakthrough with you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.